Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Spacing Out with BB and Jason. This week covering Battlestar Galactica Season 2, Episode 11. Resurrection Ship Part 1 Welcome back, I'm BB And I'm Jason And this is Spacing Out Where we get to dive into a piece of science fiction Specifically Battlestar Galactica And if we want to discuss anything involving spoilers We're going to wait till the end of the podcast But otherwise we won't spoil anything Past this episode Which is Season 2 Episode 11 Resurrection Ship Part 1 This aired on January 6, 2006 uh, Story by Anne Koffel Saunders Teleplay by Michael Reimer Directed by Michael Reimer Our survivor count is 49,604 They lost one person in I think it's that guy that they killed. Oh, that's good. Good math. (laughs) Good tracking there. You want to tell us what went on in this episode? Oh my gosh. So many things happened. (laughs) It was, it felt like a part two of itself too, because in the last episode they ended off in that standoff and they were both like aiming their pistols at each other. It's almost like the middle of a trilogy. Yeah. And so they basically have to figure out that the real enemy is the Cylon because Kira went out and took really good pictures of this ship and then Kane like gives her a promotion and steals her basically and there's a lot of gay tension there I don't know if you felt it (laughs) um then but like Laura she was able to like negotiate that they should kill the ship with the Cylons because um the number six that's in custody wants to die and she like spilled all the like truthy juice on everybody about what that ship was and Gaius was like here's a shirt give me secrets um and then there's these two guys in jail with these fancy bunk beds but no ladder did you notice that (laughs) they don't need a ladder well I think there were two sets of them because there was another shot where Hila was leaning on the top bunk so they have two sets of bunk beds in this room that they both sleep at the bottom bunk of I don't know it's weird um but they're like just kind of chilling and talking about like yeah we're probably gonna get off like Adama's got us and um Lee Adama gets recruited into Starbucks's army and (laughs) what's her name Kane is like do you always get what you want (laughs) and she's like sometimes mostly sir and she's like I like that me too (laughs) it was weird I don't know um Laura hates Kane Kane hates Laura they really dislike each other Laura even says you need to murder her to Adama and Adama like takes it seriously which is good and interesting because Kane apparently like sabotaged her own people and stole their shit and left them out to die basically and you can tell that mess 
messed up that one guy um frisk fisk he's messed up about it it's kind yep. of interesting um whenever he drinks he just goes to a dark place with ty yeah i think they pump him for information that was like something that i noticed like whenever they need more dirt on the pegasus they just pump that guy full of liquor which apparently <laughs> is ever flowing on galactica and uh they just like milk him for info and he freely gives it like yeah we used to have civilians and then we murdered them that was intense that's when i was like oh this is serious show <laughs> <laughs> it's like for real drama um so they're all gonna go get the resurrection and that's kind of where it ends but then adama and frisk um or adama and kane are both planning each other's murders and then it cuts to black Yep. Did I get most of it? Yeah, I think so. Trivia time. What facts could we uncover for Resurrection Ship Part 1? Alright, so I don't have a lot of trivia for this. I had more than I realized some of it applied to Part 2. So, uh, Resurrection Ship Parts 1 and 2 were originally written and shot as a single episode and they split it in post-production due to the long running time and they shot a little more footage to fill in the gaps. Uh, but because they did that, they scrapped the plans for a clip show episode they were going to do later in the season. A clip show episode? Yeah. What does that mean? Clip show? Where they just like show clips of older episodes. Oh, I see. I didn't know that term. Oh. Never heard of it. Well, I'm glad it worked out this way because I hate clip shows. Yeah, it's just, I already watched that. Why are yeah. you showing it to me again? Yeah. <laughs> um, Baltar's house was becoming difficult to shoot in due to road construction for the 2010 Winter Olympics. And the, the neighbors were also becoming very annoyed by the constant production trucks. Uh, so in this episode, Baltar discusses his lack of interest in returning to the fantasy house. That's okay. Yeah. I think the writers were also just kind of like, we don't know what to do here it's anymore. It's a fucking house. Like, like, he can see that woman anywhere. And I think he's getting more attached to the, the real life version, too, of her, Gina. And not too attached because she beat the shit out of him. Well, yeah, you got to be on edge. Yeah. All right. That's all I got for trivia. Deep Space Dive. Let's break down some of our thoughts on the episode. You can share your thoughts with us through email, Facebook, or Twitter. Links are in the description. We may use your comments on an upcoming episode. What do you want to talk about? We start with all the, the ships flying at each other, but they're not a shooting. And then when, when Starbuck appears and she has like the full perspective of it, they just look really funny because they're like swarming. Yeah, I thought they were just playing chicken in a really like weird way. And I could tell Kat was ready to blow bitches up. Yeah. But they did look like they were swarming. Starbuck always misses all the like drama. Well, she's always off running errands <laughs> she's good at that though she's like i stay above <laughs> the drama because i'm busy doing real shit okay it's always stealing ships and arrows i thought it was funny that admiral kane referred to colonial one as neutral ground for them to meet on it's like i'm pretty sure everyone on colonial one is team adama yeah for real but i guess it would be seen as neutral ground in comparison to a military base yeah and what else do they got the national park of space dust i don't know where do you meet at a picnic table 
Um, I am kind of fascinated by the different perspectives that Admiral Kane and the Galactica crew have on on her situation and how she is so focused on the war and thinks it's really stupid that they've been like playing politics and discussing legal matters, trying to keep a society afloat. Right, but she's willing to dump society for military endeavors. Like, she's totally twisted. Yep. Um, And I'm glad Adama sees that because, like, we haven't seen it on the show yet, but from, like, the the way that the crew is and, like, there's something off about that woman. I wish they showed it more. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, a little crazier. Just push it a little bit more because she can tell it's in her as an actress like you can tell that there's like a part of her that could be really devilish and well you see the way she treats the prisoner oh my god yes that part was so harsh uh but it also yeah and that kind of trickles down to how her officers see the cylons and how they're fighting this war in a way um very callously i was i was like that's too much the kick and the spit, that was too much. That was another moment where I'm like, oh, this show's violent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was interesting to see that juxtaposed to how they were treating Sharon. Because those two Cylons have been through, in in the care of Pegasus, similar treatment, right? Like, they've both been brutalized and, and not treated like even prisoners. They were worse than prisoners. Um, and the reactions to both of them is very interesting that, like, if you've been with Galactica or if you've had any encounters with Galactica, even as a Cylon, you have a better chance at surviving. And her baby survived. Like, could you imagine like if they would have like beat the baby out of her or something like what kind of a disadvantage it would have been for the human race even if even if it's strategic like this treatment even if it yeah i'm like because they're still not gonna i feel like it's gonna be difficult to try to save these guys because they killed a man callie killed uh sharon and she got a slap on the wrist because she was a cylon like they killed a real man and so that's gonna have some sort of repercussion i i would imagine at least in this state that they're in i don't know you can kill a woman who's a cylon no big deal but if you kill a man in this universe and he has a and he has a position like he's he's like a ranking physician or some bullshit i don't remember what his title was he was like cylon investigator or something like that he had a really creepy name too Mm -hmm. um but I don't know. I'm just, I don't, I guess it's just weird for me to see them just be like, oh, well, no, you killed a white man. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, I'm sure, like, they're going to weigh it a little differently, unfortunately. It, it's very telling of society in a way. Like, that is kind of how we treat crime in, in, in our current state where the murder of an Asian woman would be less severely punished than the murder of a white man. And then you add to the whole thing like one of them was a Cylon and the other one was a human and then you really are making that divide even more evident I liked what Coddle said or what were you going to say? Uh, I was going to go there too was, it, I think it was important to see like Adama make the effort to apologize to her even if he didn't have that much to say like <sighs> I didn't like the apology it's not his place to apologize unless he's apologizing for all men which is what it felt like and that's he's never apologizing for what happened under his watch yeah 
I guess that's something, but I guess I would, but it would still felt weird. Like I still didn't like the apology because it, that's not the person who should be apologizing. The person who should, I mean, I don't even know if you would take an apology for that kind of shit. Like, can you even take an apology? Can you forgive after something like that happens? I think most survivors probably maybe eventually learn to forgive, if not hopefully forget. But can you really forgive that? Like, Coddle said it best, it's unforgivable. So, like, and you didn't do that. Like, it wasn't, you, you like... But then again, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I, the apology didn't sit well with me as a as a femme viewer, like a person who is more vulnerable to rape statistically. Um, it just didn't feel right to me. It was weird. Yeah, I don't know. Fair enough. Um, but I mean, what we are seeing in that is Adama's perspective on how he views the Cylons is is clearly shifting. Okay, I guess that would be a different perspective. I didn't think about him changing his mind. In my head, he's still like that stagnant, like, I don't really fucking care. Get this thing out of my face guy. So well, if he was that guy, then he wouldn't have come been in, in that room. Yeah, no, and that makes sense. I guess I didn't see that part of it. For me, it was just like, I was so focused on like Sharon having to be in another room with a bunch of men trying to recover from this. And I was more seeing it from that perspective but yeah i guess if adama didn't care he wouldn't even come in and say like hey i'm sorry this happened but i don't know i just feel like it's the last thing you want to hear is somebody saying i'm sorry when like you weren't there you didn't stop it you weren't like it's like it wasn't because of you like but okay i guess like it felt hollow because there's no real the the blame is not on Adama, in my opinion. And I don't like to see people who don't need to apologize, apologize. <laughs> like, it's stupid. Like, you don't need to say that. Like, I don't need to hear it from you. Like, say something else. Like, we're here for you. That shit was good. Like, that would be, that. that's better. We're here for you. Like, we're gonna try to make sure this never happens again. Like, because it already happened. Like, it sucks. I don't know. That was a hard scene. Um, Yeah. What was also traumatic in a similar sense is seeing number six, um, uh, almost like a juxtaposition. Like we've, we see her, you know, in the bed, you know, we see like all of her backside. We've seen almost every inch of this woman's skin throughout the show. And it's been very sexualized. Then to see her remove her clothes in that cell and be all scarred up is pretty horrifying. Yeah, I, they jumped from her laying in a luxurious bed in some Beverly Hills mansion to her laying in the middle of a brig, like a, a, a jail cell, degraded, spat on, kicked, raped multiple times. Um, and she wants to die. The woman who lives inside of Gaius's brain wants to live. She likes to laugh and, and do jokes and be very different than this other woman. Go to pyramid games. Yeah, sports. And it was a very, I thought it was really smart and uh, interesting juxtaposition to cut from that bright, shiny room to this fluorescent lighting. That's so gross. And yeah, I think it is really interesting that you're mentioning the skin, um, the flesh that makes these Cylons so dangerous. And even with Sharon, uh, they showed her skin and how it was bruised. And I think that the skin is one of the things that makes the humans the most afraid of them and causes them to do such evil on them or to have such strong feelings because there's feelings of hate and then there's feelings 
feelings of lust and love and caring. And it's because they're wearing that skin, <laughs> that human suit. It's very interesting. Uh Starbuck and Kane are really connecting. Are they connecting or is Kane just like seeing a lot of herself in Starbuck? And so she's infatuated by this young buck. Um, I think, yes, she is kind of infatuated with her, but I think she's also playing her. She knows that she's promising to return the Caprica when, you know, Adama has been avoiding discussing that idea with her. He's, she's right. really trying to make Starbuck align with her. Right. But we know she's full of shit. She kills civilians. Yeah. She's not going to go rescue civilians. But she, she promotes her. She's giving her, giving Starbuck the things that she's wanting, including putting her in charge of Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> so that just makes the decision to shoot her in the head a lot more difficult. Yes, indeed. Mm. I thought the instruction was so specific and gross. <laughs> shoot her in the head. I'm like, whoa. I thought he was going to say arrest her. Arrest her how? I don't know with the very handcuffs. I wouldn't mind watching her and Kane wrestle. Yeah. I mean, shooting her in the head in the middle of the CIC is like, that's basically a death sentence for Starbucks as well. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't even think of that the other crew aren't going to uh, return fire or at the least arrest her and execute her right because with uh kane's plan at least uh you know the marines have backup a little bit yeah i don't know i'm interested to see part two for sure uh we've talked about this before when they're planning missions but i just i love the idea that there's someone's job is to like make these model ships either like 3d print them or like get the acrylic they, to cut it out with their laser cutter and get the epoxy out. I know exactly yeah. how these ships are made. So like. They got like the magnifying glass and it's the paint and the little lines on there. No, they're not painted fully. <laughs> they're mostly gray, but they are clean. And I really do like the acrylic base that they're using. So they just slide on there and they're mm -hmm. kind of hovering. Um, but yeah, they definitely have like, uh, like one of those CDCs or whatever. It's like a laser cutter and they definitely have a 3D printer on, on, on board. It's probably like a wood shop kind of like fabrication lab. That's right next to where Gaius is supposed to be testing everybody for <laughs> Cylon. You think he's still testing anyone or has he just moved on? I mean, he needs to be working. I don't know what he's doing. He's vice president and he's like head lead scientist. Yeah. He and I don't ever see him working. I just see him sitting around and and then interrogating people, which like mostly they're telling you stuff because they want to die. Like, I don't know. Guys, I feel for him, though, in a way he's trying to I feel like he's trying to escape, but his escape is now made impossible because the woman he sees in his mind has now become this like forgotten thing like i don't know that's sad it's like breaking the fantasy yeah you can't do that in science fiction dude i don't know this show is different it's not lighthearted. it's not like utopian sometimes you don't even know who the bad guys are Okay, you ready to... I think that's all I have. This will probably be like a shorter episode, but it's, you know, it's a part one, so we don't get a lot of conclusions. Well, I had stuff. Let me see. Oh, cancer in a ship. What would it be like? She just, it looks like she's on Air Force One or like the first class area of an airplane. Yeah. And she's just like, I have cancer, but I still look beautiful. <laughs> I want her to be patchy, bald, sweaty. I want to see 
like a red runny nose or just like bags under her eyes. Nothing. <laughs> this woman can't be ugly. I don't understand. I don't know. I've seen so many sick people and they don't look like that. I wish they would have shown some grays like she forgot to dye her hair or something <laughs> like I don't know. I also liked when Adama clocked the civilian. Oh, in the on the deck. Yeah, where he's like, he's a civilian, isn't he? And she's like, yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, yeah, we can probably get that done. Sure. I mean, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought it was surprising that he was one of the people on board of the ships that was murdered. Like when some somebody in his ship, like he saw a family murdered by these people, and he's still like. Hey, guys. <laughs> I don't know. His disposition was off after I heard about that. He must be like a serial killer or something. I don't know. That's all I got. Nothing else. All Let right. me check. Let me check. What else did I write? Um. Oh, I wrote this show is dark. <laughs> 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 this yeah. show is dark after they talked about um, the murders. Oh, I noticed that all the lights in the CAG were on when Starbuck was just sitting there by herself. All the little lamps, the desk lamps, they were all on. And I'm like, aren't you guys trying to conserve energy? I mean, the shot was cute and everything, but it could have worked just with one light on. It was a lot. Did you notice that? <laughs> no. It changed tones. I was like, oh, my goodness. It went from this really, really dark scene to all of a sudden all these lights are on. I don't know. As a person who grew up in a household where we had to, like, think about every fucking time we touched a light switch. <laughs> I was just I noticed that in this scene and I was like who the fuck is gonna turn off all these lights and they were like a desk lamp like your desk lamp like the lamp you have in your nightstand they yeah. all looked like that but they were all on and facing the camera and I was just like what the hell my dad used to refer to the lights in our house by their wattage <laughs> <laughs> so like there's like five bulbs in the kitchen and if we left that on he's like who left the 220 on <laughs> That's funny. But it's true. I just can't believe they would just leave lights on like that. I also thought it was too on the nose to call the ship the resurrection. And it's like, oh, there's a biblical reference. It's very ham-handed sometimes in that way. Yeah, but that's what they're doing. They're resurrecting. Yeah. Do you think that their plan is real? I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about it in spoilers. Yeah, let's do that. That's it. Oh, Vibe. and Laura gives good advice. To kill people? Yeah, murder. <laughs> murder, murder. Vibe check. Did we like the episode overall? How does it stand the test of time? Vibe check. What'd you take away from this episode? It was good. I liked it. What about you? Yeah, I also liked it. it. We mentioned earlier, like, this is kind of a part two of a trilogy, even though it's Resurrection Ship Part One. Um, but because it is part one, it's it's mostly set up. And then part two will be more payoff. And when it comes to those kind of episodes, I tend to enjoy the payoff better. But the setup's important, obviously. And yeah, I mean, it was a lot of, a lot of dark themes and it's dramatic. I do really enjoy this this story arc where you have Admiral Kane come in and outranks Adama and just like the drama that that brings to the series and I, I think I talked about this on the last episode but I like that it's a different type of drama than just the Cylons. It's very very personal and political and it uh, turns the world upside down a little bit. Yeah it makes people question authority and the way that things work in certain situations and how they might not work in others. 
I liked it because of all that tension and the way that they were building the relationships between all the groups of people and how they communicate differently. And I can tell they're gearing up for something big. Like it's it's building suspense and intrigue and drama. And I kind of like that it feels like there's a definite way to win at this, whatever is happening. Like with the attack they're planning? With the murder. The murder. Yeah, like one of them has to win. Like, but what if they both die? <laughs> what if, like, I think it's stupid that it's waiting on a phone call. Who would be next in line then, I wonder? Would it be uh, Colonel Ty? Yeah. Either Colonel Ty or Fisk. Fisk. Yeah. And then they just both drink themselves to yeah, death. Yeah, they'd both have their their own battle star because they're equally ranked. And So who knows? It'd be a different show. But at least they get along. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> The Battlestar drinking buddies. Cheers. Astral Queen. Who was the standout character in the episode? Astral Queen? You got anyone in mind? I haven't thought about it yet. Um... I think mine is going to be Laura because she looked so good with cancer. (laughs) And she's like, you have to murder her. You have to kill her. And she was only in two scenes and she still made this big impact. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Or maybe three scenes. Yeah. Her first scene was you need to murder her. And the second scene is Adama being like, you're right. I got to murder her. Mm -hmm. Looking like a queen in a recliner. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who do you want to do? Oh, yeah, I don't know. There wasn't enough D in this episode. You like D in this. Um, maybe Starbuck. She accomplished a lot. She's the reason they didn't start shooting at each other. Yeah, she's like, let's be friendly. And then she got promoted. She planned this whole attack. And she's best friends with both of the commanders. That's a fair astral queen, I think. Yeah, I'll go with Starbuck. I was thinking about doing Kane, but I won't do that. I'll do Starbuck. Okay, I thought you were going to say Chief because he's finally over Sharon. Is he, though? He's over it. He's like, I just found out right now sitting in this jail cell that I'm over this girl. And he was like, you better be. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) She's my girl. She's got my baby. Uh, It was a good one. Do you want to do spoilers? Do want to do spoilers. So if you don't want spoilers, get out of the ship right now and we will see you next time for the next episode. But we're going to spoil some things now. Out the airlock with you. Let's put our living stereo stylus in this groove. Brace for impact. Spoilers ahead. If you haven't seen the whole series, now is the time to say goodbye. Remember, you can contact us at spacingoutpod at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter. Share your thoughts and be a part of the discussion. Spoilers in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. I thought it was hilarious when Chief said, I thought the Cylons were the enemy. Being that he is a Cylon in that cell. What? what? <laughs> it's like, you're right. You are the enemy. <laughs> uh, he has, uh, it might be this season, I think. He has this 
whole uh, like arc where he, he's convinced he's a Cylon. Yeah, I think it is in the next coming episodes. But at the time they're writing it, like they didn't know he was a Cylon. So it's weird. He should have trusted his intuition. Yep. Um, I mentioned this in the last episode as well, but we'll see more of uh, Pegasus's backstory in the movie Razor, which came out at the beginning of season four. They kind of said Razor. She was like, I need you to bring in the five most toughest, most loyal Marines you can find me. I need Razors. She said that, remember? I don't. Oh. I wonder if that's where they got the title. Yeah. Um, in that movie, we see that Admiral Kane and Gina were lovers. And we also see her execute her executive officer. And we see the raids on the civilian ships. Damn, we have to watch that. Yep. It's not enough just to know about it. Um, Any spoilers? I have some more stuff here, but I think it applies more to part two. So, But that's spoilers. That's the point. Yeah, but they didn't... It wasn't discussed in the movie or touched on. Yeah. I want to talk more about how the resurrection just makes the Cylons more mad. And they're like, oh, we're really going to get you now. You destroyed us. Right? Am I wrong? Or did they you, stop pursuing? I think they're, they'd are they be more careful if they know they're going to actually die. I remember when that one guy was careful. He was like worried and she still shot him out the airlock. Yep. But I don't I don't remember them like, oh, we're going to leave them alone now. Pretty sure the Cylons are like still coming after Galactica. Yeah. I mean, they have more of those resurrection ships, but I think that would give them a little pause. Yeah. Um, you got any, anything else? I can't remember. I wish I, I don't remember how the show ends. Who wins? Do they all kumbaya at the opera house? What happens? <laughs> Can you tell me? Um, how does the series end? The series? Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. On Earth? <laughs> they end on Earth. Okay. How does this... this who wins? Adama or, or... I Obviously, Adama wins. But does Starbuck really shoot her in the face? No. I was going to say, I don't remember Starbuck just shooting a bitch in the face. Someone else does. Is it Fisk? Is it one of her own? You'll just have to find out. Tell me! <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. I guess we'll watch next episode. I don't like it when you don't spoil <laughs> during spoilers. Like, that's the whole reason we have spoilers. Spoilers isn't about me telling you what happens when you don't remember. Why not? It's about discussing things that relate to the future episodes. But that's spoiled. <laughs> I don't get it. Okay, we'll move on. But I'm still upset that <laughs> I didn't get spoiled. Is that it? That's it. So take care, everyone. And uh, don't fire on your friends because we're, we're friends here. We're all friends here. So let's be friendly. Thank you for spacing out with BB and Jason. You can help us out by subscribing and leaving a positive rating or review. Next time we will cover Battlestar Galactica Season 2, Episode 12, Resurrection Ship Part 2. We hope you will join us. So say we all. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.